Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of the Rescuing Me podcast. In today's episode I'm going to give you a general introduction to my journey. Uh, You may know me from my Instagram page Rescuing Me and if so in this podcast I'm going to go into the story of why I set up that page, what exactly Rescuing Me means and exactly what journey it is that I am going on and why it is so, so important. So, without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. An enormous welcome to all of you who are joining me on this first podcast for rescuing me and on my journey. Those of you who have seen me on Instagram will probably know a little bit already, but please allow me to just fill you in and bring you up to speed. My name is Kay. I am a 28-year-old woman living smack bang in the middle of England, and... I need help. I need rescuing from myself. And I need massive change in my life. When I began this journey a couple of weeks ago, I was at crisis point. I was deeply unhappy, deeply unhealthy, and I felt completely hopeless and like there was nothing more I could do like I'd gone past the point of no return and like there was no point even trying anymore that point came I remember very clearly um as I sat on the sofa one evening and I remember We'd been, my partner and I, we had been watching different things of an evening and one of them was Doc Martin, of all things. Um, And within the episodes we were watching, um, two of the characters, I'm not going to mention anybody because spoilers, (laughs) if if Doc Martin spoilers are what you're here for... Um, Two of the characters were trying to look at conceiving another child and were discussing whether or not to have another child. And it just seemed to awaken something inside of me. I have always, always, always wanted to be a mother. And it has been the one consistent dream in my life to be a mum one day, to have children to look after, to raise, to fuss. Um, And I remember sitting there and I think one of the comments had been made that, you know, this woman wasn't necessarily the youngest. You know, she was still perfectly within child-rearing age, but she wasn't the youngest and they would have to really keep an eye on her health in order to monitor how likely she would be to conceive a child. And I remember it suddenly hitting me that, you know, I'm 
still relatively young. I am 28, as I said. Uh, so the biological clock doesn't necessarily have to be ticking down just yet. I could still have, you know, some women would, from my age would still have another 10, if not 15 more years in which they can conceive and carry a baby. Um, but I was very aware that my health is not optimum at all. And... A lot of that is down to my weight. So again, when I started this journey a few weeks ago, I weighed in at 340 pounds. So that is a lot. It was over 24 stone, getting close to 25 stone. And, you know, that that's the weight of at least two adults. Um... And for years I have known, I have tried to shift some weight and there's just been this massive feeling of being overwhelmed at the fact that that's what I have to do. I have got to lose an entire human being <laughs> from my own frame because I am carrying the weight of two adults here and that's not healthy, that can't carry on. Um, so, yes, I, I remember, you know, thinking about this TV show and thinking about the fact that, well, you know, I'm going to want to be having babies soon. Um, I get married in just under six weeks time and, you know, my fiancé and I, our plan has always been that we would buy a house together we would then get married. After we got married, we would be looking for our forever home. And then once we were in our forever home, we would be looking to start a family. And I remember having this feeling of, but the wedding's almost here. And, you know, that next step then means, you know, house and then babies. And don't get me wrong, I am so excited about the thought of being a mum and having babies one day. I am definitely broody. I think I was born broody. Um, and I do want to have children, but I'm not ready. I am not physically ready. And I would argue as well, in some ways, I'm not emotionally ready. Like, I don't feel I can look after myself yet, let alone look after um, a child who is completely dependent on me. And... It just got me to this crisis point where I was like, well, what on earth can I do? And I found myself um, going to Google, as you do. Um, and yet I wasn't quite so optimistic as to just type in, how do I lose half of myself? Um, but I went to the NHS website and tried to research what kind of support is out there what kind of help I can get because I need it and that there's been a couple of things in the past where I would argue that I've looked for support and haven't necessarily had it um but I wanted to see what there was that was available and I've always been very open with uh, my other half in saying that for me surgery is not an option and 
that isn't through fear of surgery or anything like that. That is purely because I know that for me, my issue with my weight comes from a lot of issues in my mind. There are a lot of poor eating habits. There are a lot of poor attitudes. There is a lot that needs to change in my head before I get those changes in my body. And for me, weight loss surgery was always the last resort. Apologies if you can hear the rain right now. I'm finding it quite soothing. Um, For me, weight loss surgery was always going to be the last resort because I knew that as much as you could literally take a hacksaw to my stomach and cut it all off essentially if you wanted to that wouldn't stop me from being unhealthy that wouldn't stop me from gaining it all back because my problems begin in my head my weight is not my problem my weight is my symptom my weight is a symptom of ridiculously low self-confidence and a history comprising binge eating disorder and I would say early stages of even anorexia, um, starving myself and my weight is a result of those things. So if you want to fix my weight, you need to fix my brain, basically. Um, So that was the crisis point I was at. And I call it a crisis point because I remember looking up weight loss surgery and genuinely considering it as an option. And I remember feeling so disheartened because even when I looked it up, uh, you know, whether you're having something like a gastric sleeve, gastric bypass, gastric band, whatever you're having, generally it can take a long time, like over a year, uh, to even get onto a waiting list because you have to be able to prove that you've done everything you can to try and lose weight first. Um, and then there's the surgery, there's a long recovery. And then even after your recovery, they recommend that you don't get pregnant for about 18 months or so, at least, post-surgery. So you were looking then at another two and a half to three years of a timescale to get me to a place where I would then be able to have a child. And that would be in the physical sense But there would be no guarantee at the end of those three years that I wouldn't have put weight back on or that I wouldn't be in unhealthy habits still because whatever these problems are in my brain that lead me to things like compulsive eating or that lead me to poor self-care or that lead me to generally believe that I'm not worth looking after. I am not worth exercising because my body doesn't deserve to be strong it doesn't deserve to be healthy it doesn't deserve to be toned it doesn't deserve to be dare I say desirable or attractive and there was definitely those mental barriers to overcome and weight loss surgery would do nothing to fix those 
So I remember feeling completely helpless and thinking, you know, that that's three years that it would take to go through all of that. I'm already 28 um, and and a half, (laughs) trying not to sound like a child. Um, I'm 28 and a half, so adding on three, three and a half years there, you're looking at 31, 32. And, you know, that's still doable as an age but equally if if it isn't if my fertility in general is also still quite low I remember being terrified that you know what if by the time I do finally get myself to a point where I'm physically healthy enough to conceive and to carry a child and to do so safely um, because obviously to get pregnant at 340 pounds would be an enormous risk it would be such a high risk pregnancy and I wouldn't want to go through that and I wouldn't want to put an unborn child through that um and yeah I just remember thinking well what happens if I do finally get myself to a point where physically it is safe for me to go through with a pregnancy only to find that it's taken me so long that I'm no longer of a decent fertility age you know what if you know my journey to become physically healthy in order to conceive takes so long that actually I'm no longer fertile and can't conceive anyway and there are all these things buzzing around my head and I remember saying to my fiance that I want to have a child. I would love to have my own child. I would love to be pregnant and to carry that child myself. But for me, starting that family is the most important thing that I conceived that I could ever do. And I remember telling him that I desperately do not want to put myself or our child at risk through an unsafe pregnancy and if that means doing something along the lines of doing IVF through surrogacy and having another healthy woman carry our embryo so that it can have a safe pregnancy and a safe delivery I would rather do that than risk us having um, you know complications within a pregnancy and losing a child purely because of my own ill health and of course you know it's not just the threat of potentially losing a child it could also be a massive risk to me in terms of you know childbirth if there were complications I mean don't get me wrong I would always say if there were complications save the baby for me um but it would put me at much more risk of having very severe consequences to any sort of complications like you know some women do die in labor and you know if if I'm not healthy 
then I'm not giving myself the best chance to be able to survive those things. And I'm aware that, you know, we are like 15 minutes into a podcast <laughs> and I've already hit you with some very, very heavy stuff. Um, but essentially that's where I began. I began this journey at £340 and at crisis point thinking that my dream of being a mum is pretty much over. So what did I do? Where did this journey begin? I can't even remember, to be honest, the thought process that went into then actively doing something. Um, but I do remember reaching out to an old friend from school who used to be in my class. Um, and he uh, is a personal trainer and coach. And I'd seen like what he was up to in terms of his coaching and stuff uh, through being friends with him on Facebook and I remember sort of thinking that's what I need I need not just the accountability of you know not lying to myself and being a but I am eating well and I am exercising when it's like okay you've had one lettuce leaf and you know you danced around to one song while you were doing the housework that is not eating well and exercising um so I remember thinking it's not just the accountability that I need I also need that supervision and that consistency because this is going to be a heck of a long journey and I know from past experiences of trying to lose weight trying to improve my health that I can have a tendency to go from one extreme to the other um, and I'll probably talk more about that in future episodes um, but I was terrified that you know there's such a lot of weight to lose that I don't want to then end up feeling like I'm in an extreme, I mean, it's an extreme thing I've got to do anyway, but feeling like I'm in an extreme situation or an extreme mindset. And I didn't want to feel like I was getting out of control at any point. I wanted very much to take back control and to feel in control of my health. So I wanted to make sure that I was being supervised by somebody who knew what they were talking about so that I could be assured that I was losing weight in a safe manner and so that I was improving my health at the same time um, and again I'll probably talk about this in future episodes um, I've done various diets before some that were official diets things like Weight Watchers or Slimming World I've also done unofficial diets where I've just randomly decided okay I'm going to eat this every day and I'm going to do this exercise every day and then surely I will lose weight and I will become healthy um, and there were varying degrees of success um, but crucially, they were never lasting long term. 
there was something else in the way. And for me, again, it was that fear of losing control, that fear that I was almost getting addicted to losing the weight and would have this almighty emotional response to the scales every single time I stepped on them. Whether that was desperation of wanting the number to go down and even feeling like if I'd lost four pounds in a week, being utterly disappointed that it wasn't more. Why wasn't it more? Why haven't I lost 10 or 11 pounds in a week? Um, Or feeling complete despair if, heaven forfend, I were to gain a pound and... It was not a healthy place to be at all. So I was very much adamant that I wanted to make sure that I had some sort of supervision and accountability to make sure that whatever I was doing, I was doing it in a safe way. For me, that was even more important because from a fitness perspective, uh, I do have a couple of historical injuries from over 10 years ago that can still get in the way and that I don't necessarily want to aggravate. So I have a bad knee and that's all I can really say about it. I don't know what's bad with it essentially, but it can get very, very sore when either overexerted or when it's in the same position for a long period of time, such as when I'm driving. If I'm driving for sort of an hour and a half or so, my knee is just in agony and I can barely walk Um, and also my back so I do have uh, some spinal issues I do have scoliosis and lordosis and I am also hypermobile so my joints can move more than they perhaps should Um, and somehow touch wood thankfully so far I have never dislocated or broken anything, but there is that potential there, um, especially considering the scoliosis and the lordosis and the uh, muscular damage that I suffered as a result of a car crash uh, 10 years ago, in which I was a passenger, I will add. Um, So I wanted to make sure that, again, whatever I was doing was being done supervised by somebody who knew what they were talking about so that I wasn't going to hurt myself and hinder my progress even more. So that was where I decided to get my personal trainer on board and he has been absolutely brilliant so far and really helping to educate me about my nutrition and the balance that I need in terms of you know I was very open with him that I need I need to educate myself a bit more with nutrition because the outside world you know and the media when you're trying to find information of what should you eat to be healthy it is just a minefield of so many conflicting pieces of advice do you eat carbs do you not eat carbs what what are they all about um and you know then you've got low fat diets versus high fat diets and all manner 
of things going on. Um, so yeah, having a personal coach has definitely helped me so far. And we are now, I think, three or four weeks into my journey. And we're doing okay. Um, it's been a massive lifestyle change. Um, and the scales aren't necessarily my friend right now, I'll be honest. Um, it would be nice if I had lost a bit more than I have. But the point is, I have lost weight. Um, I think so far I've lost something around four pounds and that's that could be better of course it could but the important thing is that I have lost weight I have been more active I have been more mobile I am exercising more I am consciously aware of what I am putting into my body and I am taking more time to think about how I am treating my own body and whether what I do is going to be beneficial. You know, I mean, I I very much have a sweet tooth and I could happily and would regularly end my day with a couple of packets of crisps and a massive family-sized bar of chocolate no question I could do that but the biggest impact so far of this journey is that because I'm tracking everything and I am becoming more aware and I've got my macros to stick to I don't want to do that anymore because I know that whilst those things might taste nice and whilst they might make me happy for like the couple of minutes I'm eating them that doesn't last and even then it's not pure happiness because it's completely tainted with guilt from the second I open my mouth from the second in fact that I choose to eat them I can sit there telling myself in my head that you know this is stupid right you know you shouldn't be eating these right you know that you're not even hungry don't you and that you're just eating these because you're choosing to because of the taste or because you're bored or because you're sad and yeah really connecting with my nutrition has helped me to just put those bad habits to bed and to really rethink what I fuel my body with and the mindset as well of I guess the realisation that if you want to have a body you love you need to love your body at the minute I do not have a body that I love I have a body that I have quite a poor relationship with and that I am quite resentful of but if I want to have a body that I love I need to love my body I need to put love into my body. I need to look after it properly. And giving myself three packets of crisps and a giant chocolate bar at the end of each day, that is not loving my body. That is harming my body. However, having a nutritionally balanced meal, 
and making sure that I'm drinking plenty of water throughout the day, that is loving my body. And if I can keep on making sure that I am loving my body and taking care of it, then my body is going to love me right back and he's going to look after me. So that's the sort of shift in mindset that really has stood out for me over the last couple of weeks. And I really do want to document this journey because I feel like, for one, it's probably going to be one of the biggest things I ever do. Like, even if I am lucky enough and blessed to be able to have children in the future and to start a family and, you know, whatever the future holds, this journey, if I get there, when I get there, is going to be the biggest thing I ever did because this is the journey that is going to unlock so many more opportunities for me. This is the journey that is going to allow me to potentially start a family or to at least be in the optimal position to start a family. This is the journey that is going to allow me to revisit my style and what kind of clothes I want to wear, what I want to look like, because that's what I want to look like, as opposed to I have to wear these clothes because they're the only ones available in my size. And this journey, I guess, is that skeleton key, if you like, that will unlock many doors. And I hope that you enjoy coming with me along the way and seeing what we discover. Um, I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of experiences that I um, am planning to share throughout my podcasts. And I will, of course, put in the disclaimer that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. I've not had any training in anything. But I think it is really important for people to feel understood and for people to feel listened to. And I would like to be that voice for others in helping them to feel that they are understood and represented and that I understand how overwhelming this journey of yours might seem if you are on a similar journey. I understand the hardship, I understand the complete feeling of overwhelm and feeling like you are already completely past the point of no return and also just helping people who aren't on that sort of journey, people who are perhaps perfectly healthy, to try and understand life, health, fitness, etc. from the perspective of a person who has been obese, severely obese, morbidly obese for the majority of their life because that's not easy and it is such a big mental barrier to try and overcome when you know there's so much change. So 
I'm looking forward to documenting my journey through these podcasts and sharing my opinions, my experiences, maybe even some advice of what I have found helpful, uh, what has worked for me, um, possibly even the things that I don't think are worth it. And I really look forward to hopefully being able to update you with positive news as we go and hopefully reaching that final destination of being able to start a family and to begin a new life as a healthy and happy young woman. So that's all for today. I hope you did enjoy the podcast. Remember, you can find me over on Instagram where I post pretty much every day. Uh, The handle is at rescuing me. And I will see you very soon in the next podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and I will speak to you soon.